grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Our text for today is from Romans chapter 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given us. This is the text. Dear friends in Christ, the Christmas of 2008, I thought that I had purchased the very best gifts for the my daughters that I could possibly find. I had bought Molly a giant Polly Pocket racetrack, and when it was wrapped, it was the biggest gift in the room. When Molly saw that Christmas gift that morning, her eyes lit up and she was filled with delight to see this giant gift with her name on it, and much to my chagrin, I had signed the gift from Santa. When it was Molly's turn to open the gift, a great look of disappointment swept across her face as she saw that Santa had bought her a Polly Pocket racetrack. I felt my heart break a little bit as her disappointed face pervade her feelings. What's wrong, Molly? I asked, knowing the coming answer. It's not really what I wanted, Dad, she said. But what came next is what really surprised me. Dad, she said, you said that Santa works for God and God knows all things, so God knew what I wanted, which was a Dora Explorer hairdressing set. How come I didn't get what I want? Here it was then. In Molly's eyes, God had failed. God had disappointed her. He had not fulfilled her hopes of a Dora hairdressing set. I girded up my loins and I said to her, Well, Molly, actually... It was I who purchased that gift. A strange look came across both girls' faces, and I will not recount the following conversation from which both girls extrapolated truths about people who visited our house during the years, Santa and the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny. But the one thing that stuck for Molly was that I had failed and dashed her hopes of getting Adora the Explorer hairdressing set. Hope. It is one of those words that is used in a specific way in the scriptures that the world has borrowed to change its meaning altogether. Hope to the world means to wish for something with the expectation of its fulfillment. We use it in that sense all the time when we speak. I hope I get a door the Explorer set for Christmas, or I hope I get a red Corvette for Christmas, or I hope a red Corvette perhaps for Christmas. I hope that my wife remembered to cancel the doctor's appointment that I had. I hope that we're having hot dogs for supper tonight. I hope I got an A on the exam. I hope that I bag a deer this year during the hunting season. That kind of hope can disappoint us. And why? Because any of those things might not come true. The fulfillment of that hope is all based on us or on people doing what we want or on people doing what we've asked. And as Scripture says of where to put our trust, it says it is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in princes. 
And why? People fail. We fail. When we put our hope in people, eventually we will fail them and them us. We fail. We fail each other and we fail the Lord. What do we confess Sunday after Sunday in some form or another? We say, Lord, I have failed you. I have failed to love you with my whole heart and I have failed to love my neighbor as myself. That is our confession. What if the Lord came back with a statement like this after our confession? Well, folks, I hope you do better the next time. What if the Lord put his hope on us and said, I hope that you keep my commands for one day. I hope to see you in heaven based on how well you did in keeping them. If that was how hope worked, we would have no hope at all. I've been in conversations standing there with unbelievers and Christians And I've heard an unbeliever say in conversation, well, I don't believe in God. And I've heard a Christian say in response, well, you may not believe in God, but God believes in you. I tell you the truth, he does not. For God does not put his hope on us. John records, now when Jesus was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed in his name, and when they saw the signs he was doing, they believed. But Jesus on his part did not entrust himself to them because he knew all people. And no one needed to bear witness about man, for Jesus himself knew what was in a man. In the letter from Paul from Romans today, he talks about where we put our hope. He says we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Our hope is in the glory of God. Now, how can we as sinners have access to the glory of God? Well, Paul says in just a verse before, you have been justified by faith. That is, God has given you faith as a gift, and he has declared you righteous. God, for the sake of his Son, makes a fixed and unalterable statement in his Son. He says, I declare you righteous for the sake of him who died and rose for you. And now you have peace with the Father for the sake of the Son who gives you faith to access God's infinite love for you. Paul says this, God makes you to stand in this grace. He makes you stand in this grace. Smack dab, neck deep, in the middle of God's grace. And in this you have hope. Dear friends, we have hope. We have a look toward the future with God that does not weaken or falter or fade away because God has made our hope dependent not upon us, but upon Jesus, His incarnation, upon His work, His sweat, His blood, His stripes, his crucifixion, his rest in the tomb, his resurrection from the dead, and his ascension into heaven. In Christ, you are forgiven for all of your sins. In Christ, your life in heaven is hidden away for you. We glory in the hope of God, and we have hope in a God that has given us the promise of an eternal future with him because of what his son has done in the past. This seems so wonderful. And then Paul says, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produce perseverance and perseverance character 
and character, hope. All this sounded so good, and then Paul comes with the tribulations. But Paul does not say that the tribulations are good, are good nor that we rejoice or boast in our tribulations themselves. He says, however, that having been declared righteous by Christ, having been justified by Him, forgiven in Jesus for all of your sins, and given the promise of eternal life in Christ, in Him our hope holds fast. In the middle and midst of tribulation and trial, in the middle and midst of sorrow and sin, in dark times and in death. When troubled times come, there is one thing, one thing that does not disappoint, and it is the gift of salvation promised for us in God's own Son. Hope in Christ does not disappoint because in Christ our hope boasts in the forgiveness of sins. Hope in Christ overcomes death, and hope in Christ gives us life everlasting. When Leonid Brezhnev died in 1982, the U.S. representative at his state funeral was Vice President George H. W. Bush. And he remembers being touched by Brezhnev's wife and her actions that day, which was to be her last public appearance. She stood without moving beside her husband's coffin until seconds before it was closed. Then just as the soldiers touched the lid to close it, Victoria Brezhnev leaned over her husband's body and made the sign of the cross. There at the center of the atheist empire, she traced the image of hope and salvation on the body of the man she had loved for 54 years. Did she have faith in God's love for all of us? Did she have hope that there was more in our future than just the black end of atheism? Dear friends, that is the only place that there is hope. Hope in Jesus' crib, where our Savior became flesh for our sake. Hope in Jesus' cross, where He bore our sins for our sake. And hope in Jesus' empty crypt, where our Savior showed His dominion over death. And now in Him, we hope in our eternal life. If you have ever been asked the question, are you going to heaven? And the thought came into your head, well, I hope so. Know this, that hope in Christ is a guarantee because the love of God has been poured into your hearts by the Holy Spirit, guaranteeing what is to come. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. 
For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.